So we're going to shift gears now and switch to our conversation with the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. Uh, joining us is Kariso Mamabolo. He's the spokesperson uh, for the institution. And of course, you would have seen in the news recently um, the students protesting. This is over funding by NASFAS. Uh, there was initially reports that, you know, the amount of money that the organization was going to receive was going to be less than um, what would be able to cover a significant number of students. That has since been turned around. Kariso, welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for inviting us, Casey. Perhaps a good place to begin would be where are we in terms of the distribution of funds to allow students to register for the 2021 academic year? Um, Kathy, as you know, the National Student Financial Aid Scheme works with the universities and, and colleges in its distribution of funds. Uh, which means that um, there are critical steps at the beginning of every year which enable that distribution. And key to that distribution of funds is the funded list of students who are eligible or who are found to be qualifying for NSFAS. And that funded list, once NSFAS completes it and collates it, it's sent to the university and the Tibet colleges where they begin their own process of admitting or enroll, registering rather, mm. the, the qualifying students without them paying uh, administ- I mean registration. I can say that we are in a stage where such list has been shared with the, with the institutions and our institutions are already um, enrolling our students. Of course, we have seen challenges here and there in terms of enrollment of certain certain students. But as I say, it's it's really a relationship between NASFAS and universities, um, where we we all have to agree that uh, the number of students that have been funded uh, do have uh, um, space at university, meaning that even if you may qualify for NASFAS, but unfortunately you may have not secured a space at a university or public college, and NASFAS funds will not be dispersed to the university for you. So, so as it stands, would you say that you've been able to reach um, and, and secure the placement of those students who had already received placements at different institutions and were waiting on um, NASFAS to distribute those monies? Uh, at the moment, Kathy, you are aware there's a lot of noise in the system. You know, there are different issues that are being addressed students raising their concerns, and, and so forth. But from a NASFAS perspective, um, we have um, about uh, uh, 589,000 um, applications that we have received from first entering students. And when we add, when we add the number of continuing students uh, that um, we have in our system, 
is about 487,000 students. So for us, the first chunk is to evaluate and say these students qualify. And we have been able to talk to the universities and the colleges that this list of students that we have cleared can register. And universities are doing that. And they are doing this with the understanding that NESFAS will not push any funds immediately. Funds will push after students have been registered because the, that process uh, requires the institution to uh, do a calculation of the number of modules that the student had enrolled for and also the allowances that the student must get, which allowance would include food, books, accommodation, transport when necessary, and assistive devices such as laptops and other reading materials for students with disabilities. Mm. And once that has been done, Kathy, um, the institution therefore submit that information per individual students to NESFAS. We call it a registration data in our own term. What, what the registration data does, uh, it enables NESFAS to then confirm that indeed Kahisho or Kathy who applied to us for law degree, which we provisionally funded him for, adverts. Indeed, they are adverts and enrolled that course. In some instances, you find that Kahish and Kathy have applied for NESFAS for law, but registration data points them to be at Univen and doing agriculture. Therefore, it means it helps NESFAS not to direct that money to it, instead redirect it to, to Univen. Secondly, there is a, 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 a cost qualification which is funded by government. Um, and NEFAS's role is to make sure that those courses that are funded by government are indeed funded. The student who initially qualified for a course funded by government decides afterwards that I'm going to enroll for another course which is not funded by government at another institution. That information, we are going to pick it up during the registration data that we receive, and then we will unfund we will fund an, that student. So that process I've just explained is currently taking place, considering that the academic year has been extended, uh, meaning so, there are some students, especially the chunk of returning students. Mm. And when I say returning students, are students who would have studied with NESFAS and students who would have studied without NESFAS in the prior year. But now they've applied for NESFAS and now they qualify for NESFAS. We, for, for NESFAS to confirm their funding, all of them, we, NESFAS must receive their results, academic results of prior years, meaning if the institution is finishing its um, exams in February, those results are likely to be available end of March, which means that all returning students whose results are pending will only know that NESFAS continue to fund them in April.
Now, what we also know is that there are students who, um, the, the students don't just receive, you know, money to cover their fees. They also receive stipends of sorts to be able to buy books, etc. Have those been distributed yet? Uh, yes, Katie. So the are students that have received um, allowances, um, and this started uh, last week. And by large, we started with the TVET colleges. Uh, NESVAS um, implements a, a government policy, which means that there are um, uh, criteria that are prescribed by the Department of Higher Education Training National Rules and Guidelines. And in those guidelines, they stipulate how student, students ought to be, uh, to be, uh, to be paid. And, and also, based on our previous uh, audits and, and from the Auditor General and, and Parliament oversight, we are expected that before we, we fund, we send any money to students, Students must receive their uh, terms and conditions of their bursaries, which by large includes the, their contract of, uh, of bursary uh, that they will be receiving. So most of the students that have been um, uh, cleared, have been funded for 2021, um, have received their bursary contract. All right. And, 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 and after that, they receive their allowance. We're in conversation with Karisho Mamabolo. He's the spokesperson for the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. We're talking about some of the administrative processes of the National Student Fund. And after this quick break, we're going to also get into some of the nitty-gritty in terms of the work that um, the organization has been doing and this irregular expenditure that has been flagged by the Auditor General. The numbers to use to be part of the conversation this morning is 011 714-2006. Seven one four two double zero six. That's the number to use to get in touch with us. Zero double one seven one four two double zero six. The SMS line is four one three nine one. On WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. And on Twitter, you can send your messages on at SFM Radio. The hashtag there is SFM Talking Point. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays nine a.m. till midday. It's 22 after 10. We continue the conversation on the talking point and we're focusing on the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. So, Kariso, one of the things that the Auditor General has um, said this year and Parliament's Portfolio Committee on Higher Education has also raised concerns about it. And this is in particular about the irregular expenditure that has been incurred by the National Student Financial Aid Scheme between the periods 2019 and 2020 and part of this period would also fall under the time that the organization was under administration yes you your question Kathy how has this happened how what is the explanation from uh, Nesvas about this irregular expenditure where did that money go what was it used for okay so I think uh for for us, uh, the scheme is to first then say uh, the period of administration um, uh, was events that you know happened prior, 
And part of that, those events include the issuance of uh, NOCLA. I don't know if you know NOCLA. Uh, NOCLA is um, the highest level of non-compliance any entity could could face. It's a non-compliance with uh, law and <coughs> regulations. And when our internal auditors issued uh, a NOCLA um, uh, um, uh, finding, it meant that the institution needs to go into a process of um, addressing those issues raised by NOCLA. And the administrator was 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 appointed and during administration there were significant strides part of the issues that the administration um, addressed was really how to um, evaluate the Nestle's IT system which was then found later to be not fit for purpose because even prior years before administration Nestle has been operating but it has never really come out strongly to say its system are really good or, stu- or it's failing the students. And, and it was during that administration that it was found after experts were brought in uh, to look into whether this IT system is fit for, for purpose. And we are at a point where uh, the minister has been briefed and the new board, which was appointed recently after the administration, that the NASA's system needs to be looked at because it's not fit for purpose. One of the, the difficult... Other, sure, sure, go for it. I, I want to talk about the issue of um, uh, money, billions and billions of rents. So uh, usually when you do uh, audit, Casey, in fact, when you do your planning, you say, uh, as NASA's, we are going to be delivering 30 billion to students at the university. And the auditors will say, how are you going to deliver this 30 billion? We say, no, what we are actually going to do, we're going to um, uh, uh, buy cars and then transport this money by road. And we make sure that we are there as far students receive money. I'm just giving you a scenario. Then comes the end of audit. And, and, and the auditors come and look, did you buy the cars? Did you deliver the money by, by yourself? and distribute to the students. And the auditors found that, no, in that process, we did not buy the cars. We didn't deliver the money by, by the car. But what, instead, what we did, we flew with the money. Uh, we, we bought a ticket. We flew with the money. In fact, let me put it this way. We, we bought a chopper. And then we said we'll fly to every institution and, and, and deliver the money ourselves. Then in that context, it's a finding. And, and, and that finding is irregular because you did not distribute the money the way you had said you will do. Therefore, the process you used on your own has exposed the organization into risk. Uh, so, Kafisho, so, 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 yes. one of the difficulties with what you're saying is that, yes, we all understand the process of how irregular expenditure comes about. The key finding of why what the Auditor General has found is problematic is that in the audit statements of the Auditor General, there were questions about the the, the quality of the statements that were provided for, and there wasn't adequate auditing that had been done. And in fact, the the Auditor General also found that there were material misstatements and 
some of these misstatements could not be corrected. So the information that was being given to the Auditor General to do its work, at least as part of its findings, they found that was unreliable information. Yes, that, that's true, uh, Casey, because um, when the Auditor General conducts their audits, they, will probably, they would usually ask questions. And not only questions, but they would require supporting evidence to show that the information provided, it is reliable. So if you have um, delivered the money with a chopper, but you cannot provide a proof of purchase of that chopper, therefore you have um, spent the money irregularly, irregularly, irrespective of the students have received but, that money. But, but the point the right is that students, we don't you know. know that. <laughs> Carissa, the point yeah. is that we don't know. We don't know for a fact that this is money that has gone to students. That's what Nesfas is saying. Um, if you look at organizations like Nahau, in response to this audit statement, they have said, actually... We read these findings as a confirmation of the fact that there's a great rot at NASFAS, there's monies that are going, and we don't know where they're ending up. So the, 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 the new board, which, which got appointed um, recently, and the new CEO, uh, Andy Lenongogo, have actually moved very quickly to, say, to address the issues raised by the editor general in his report. Let's have a strategic plan and the ATP that gets approved immediately to address these auditing findings and challenges of the entity. And, and, and key, of, key uh, to, to, to that is how do we ensure that if students get their money now in January, you reconcile that um, information and you tick it and you prepare it for audit immediately so that when the auditors come during their audit period, they don't ask questions that we already know and that we won't have answers for. But but it's so, unacceptable so, for this to be happening at an institution that is handling billions of monies that are supposed to end up with students. I guess, Kate, what I'm trying to say here is that if we look at the students who received money, are those the right students? Yes, those are the right students. Did they receive the right amount? Yes, they did receive the right amount. But did did the amount get to them the way they should have? No. Of and course, this is, not, that, of course yes. this is notwithstanding the scandals that have also uh, plagued the institution where monies were paid out to students that didn't, shouldn't have received them or you know, students ending up with much more in their accounts than they should have. Yes, because the administration of uh, National Student Financial Aid Scheme is complex and requires a thorough a, a, a data migration of students from one academic year to, to the other. And I think that pulse, that, that IT pulse that we need to find, we have not found it at the scheme. And it's very important that as the new board comes in, we work to resolve that. Because what it does in essence, Kathy, it, 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 it leaves universities to apply the funding rules in their own way. 
from one institution to the other. Sorry, I'm going to have to interject there. We have to go to the 10.30 news headlines. Utile Sakwe standing by to all of the callers that are already holding. I see you straight after the news headlines. I'm going to go straight to the phone lines. And of course, you can also use other platforms to get in touch with us. The WhatsApp line 0614-104-107. Utile, good morning. SAFM, let's talk. Hashtag SAFM Talking Point. You're live on the talking point and we're having a conversation with the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. Kakiso Mamabolo is the spokesperson for the organization. I did promise to go straight to the phone lines. Let me do that. Uh, Banzi, you're calling us from Ermelo. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Skete. <clears throat> and you, Mr. Mamabolo. Good morning. Yes, yeah. I'm a TRC Department of Justice, Bazaar Holder. Uh, then uh, I'd like first to thank the taxpayers of South Africa for making it possible for us to, run, to continue studying. I'm in a very distressful situation here, whereby even the TRC officials have tried in vain to, to assist, because the problem seems to lie with the administration in the, in the, national, in the national Student Fund, in as far as, because mm. the buzzer I'm, I'm holding is uh, implementing arm is the NSFAS. And, you know, in such a way that there's cruelty in, 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 in it, because uh, we send all documents via my college to NSFAS as required by the Act, uh, and then with no response, and mm-hmm. when you inquire, maybe you have been told that that has happened for three conservative years. You have been told there's an outstanding document, and then when you send it again, and then there's no, there's no really a contribution coming to us. I'm talking to you now. It's three months. I have nothing to eat, and I'm frustrating everyone in my family because they have to call me and ask me, my 12-year-old. What I've gone to eat today was that it's a whole a cruel situation that is exerted by by officials from 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 NSFAS. I do understand the, the spokesperson may know may not know the details of of, of the administration, but mm-hmm. I think hearing from the opening and the question you posed to him is that it all lies in the administration. There are people there who are seem not keen really to assist, to drive this country forward. Mm. Mm. I want to appeal to the spokesperson whether to take my details or name the officials I'm dealing with to kindly assist me. Because as I'm talking to you, I have nothing to eat, just to eat. Kakiso, are you, are you aware of this particular program that Bansi is part of? Um, yes, uh, I'll, I'll prefer that we take the details and then I'll just mention a point later on with regard to the TRC funding. Yes, you can mention it now. Oh, okay. So what, what happens with the TRC for, for us, Kathy, is that um, every year the TRC will, um, our Department of Justice will select and, uh, and assess their own students. So, and they send us a list that has been finalized to say these are our students that we are funding this year and this is the fund. So we actually implement what we usually get from, from, from the TRC. So in cases where they, there's no, there are no funds, we, we will not be able to process the payment. In a case where a student is no longer funded, we will not be able to, um, to, to put that student in the system.
and the communication to those students as well is um, is done by the TRC. Okay. All right. So, Banzi, uh, we'll, we'll be sure to get your details and pass them on to Kahiso then. Mustafa in East London, good morning. Please, um, thank you. Hello, Mustafa. How are you, Ms. Kathy? I'm well, thank you. Go for it. Hello? Hi. Hello? You're on air, Mustafa. Hello? Mustafa, you're on air. All right, we're going to have to uh, try and redial him. Gio in the Eastern Cape. Good morning, Gio. Good morning to SAFM team, the South African and Mr. Mawabola from Nesmith. Kathy, I just want off, uh, I would like to put uh, me, not first, but put the citizens first. But I would like to give Mr. Mawabolo uh, one thing that NSF is struggling about, the administrative mm. part of using ICT. In 2016, they sent a team I was in KZN, and I've given them samples of how, how should they synchronize their online system with a new system that uh, higher education is looking at, the central application service. If I were to ask Mr. Mamabolo, are you already in power with the new system that DHEAD has approved that university must have one system for funding and admission? That's my first question. And my second uh, comment to to him is to, I would ask a uh, request label to give Mr. Mamabolo my number because the Waterloo University was a case study on using the central application. Hello, Gio. Oh, Jish, I wonder if there's something happening with our phone lines. Let me let me try and move on to to Tepo. Tepo and Kimberly. Hi, Tepo. Hi, Katie. Hi, How are you guys? Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I've got two questions, Katie, from my side. The mm-hmm. first being that with this new communication that has been going around with NAFSAS, they will only be funding certain programs. What I wanted to find out with this is <clears throat> I'm a student from Central University of Technology. I've completed my undergrad in hospitality uh, management uh, national diploma. Mm. I've now undertaken the part to do a PGCE program uh, for myself. I've enrolled and registered. But now the rumors or the word on the street is that NASA is not going to fund PGCE. Uh, however, from my side as well, I've, we've been told that we must uh, take a further step in looking for alternative bazaar applications, which is the Funza Lusaka bazaar that looks with teaching bazaaris. <clears throat> I've applied for that bazaar as well, but now we've been told that um, under the Funza Lusaka bazaar that it's, it's not going to fund people who've got a diploma in doing a PGC. They're looking at uh, funding students who've got BTECs and stuff like that. So my questions with regards to that is that from the education department, how is it that they are integrating their communications through to the school? Because previously the PGC, PGCE program has been funded by NAFSA, but now when we have registered, and you must now understand all of this has happened during lockdown last year. This announcement just came out now recently, and mm. it, 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 so now we're sitting in a position where we have registered. Classes are commencing next week. I'm sitting in a position where I'm in Kimbell and I need to go to school. I'm not sure now. What must I do from my side now? Okay. Kakiso? Um, can I just ask, when did the student register for this program? Uh, I registered last week. Oh, this is your first entering, you are a first entering student? No, no, no. Previously, I did my national diploma as an undergrad. So now the PGC program is actually a post-grad. 
certificate in education. Okay, I'll 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 I'll, I'll talk to that Kathy. I'll I'll address it with other issues. Yes, you can go for it. Oh, so there is a a a a, a communication which was issued by the minister in 2016, which was saying any uh, program uh, that is not aligned with the qualification framework of government will cease to end by the end of 2019. So what, and these are called legacy, legacy program. So for example, universities that are, I mean, students that are going to university and they are registering a new program this would be um, like Bachelor of uh, Nursing, Bachelor of Education, um, which were not necessarily uh, uh, funded there. So now there are new funded qualifications. So what we, what we are doing as NESFAS is that we, we just advise the universities to say, look at the Department of Higher Education qualifications. Mm-hmm. Um, the department has listed those that are funded and those are not funded. If you register students in the ones that are not funded, NESFAS is not going to pay. So that is not a decision of NESFAS. We are just implementing what has been decided at, at national level. So, and, so uh, what can SEPO yeah. do? So what SEPO should do in this instance uh, should get guidance from the university to say, are these funded? or not funded uh, institutions. I know that in the recent discussions with the minister, the student leaders have already raised this issue. Together with South, the student um, uh, union, South African Union of Students, um, they've raised this issue. So it's an issue that is on the table in terms of non-funded qualification. And it's nothing that NESFAS can pronounce on Mm. at this moment, yes. All right. Tsepo, do you have your answer there? Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. Tepo calling us from out in Kimberley. Mustafa in East London, I believe we you're back up on the phone. Yes. Good, 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 yes. Uh, good morning, Afkethi. Good morning to Mr. Kachiso and uh, all the FFM listeners. Ne? Yes. Go for it. Yeah. Afkethi, uh, I'm calling. Uh, I've got a question as I'm calling on behalf of, of my fellow students mm. in one of the tertiary institutions in, in Limpopo. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention that institution. Now, those students are having disabilities. Those mm. students. Mm. I believe that in my understanding, NSFAS, they do assist us, you know, uh, the tuition fees, with the accommodation fees with them, uh, money for meals and the, uh, money for assistive devices. Because I'm, uh, I'm one of the former students. Actually, I used to be a student. I finished my course last year, my program last year. Now, uh, there is a man that has been allocated separately for, uh, for our assistive devices, such as the talking laptop that are using as blind people, such as the voice recorders. I mentioned the other devices mm. and, and the scanner. So no, those, those students, now, they, they, they received their, 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 their devices last year in that uh, public college in Limpopo. In, 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 in uh, now, those uh, students were... Their devices were taken away from them. So according to the management of that institution, they say mm. that to those devices belong to the school, which is not, which is not, which is not true. Because it is, it is, I think that institution is, is, is a is a Capricorn College, Tibet College, in Pulukwane. 
Okay. So how, how can yeah. how can those how can their devices have been mm-hmm. taken away mm-hmm. from them? Even even though our NSFs they do assist us separately with the funds to for 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 our assistive devices. So I have that question to Mr. Kasiso. Okay. So I'm not sure if he, if if how to how do I get hold of him so that we, we, we can discuss this matter further. Let, let me let me give him an opportunity just 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 to answer and explain what the protocol Hello? is. Kahisho? Yeah. Yes, so it's it's quite shocking uh, for us as NESFAS, but we don't know the details. So what I can say is that we will contact the Capricorn College. What should happen in this instance is that, Kathy, only students that are using uh, books, those books in your college sector, they are taken at the end of the year because the books belong to, to the university. NESFAS does not fund books. At, at institutions, but students with disabilities, one would have think that uh, would have thought that this will be addressed differently. For example, we fund our students up to six hundred thousand the students with disabilities, so that we can cover some of their needs. So I I, I would take this matter up, and we can look at it at NESFAS and see uh, if something is is, is fouled here. Uh, uh, so, so Katie. Go for so it. Katie. Go for it, Mustafa. Now the thing is, I do have a list of those students. I'm not sure if Mr. Mr. Kagso can take my number. I can provide mm-hmm. him with the with the details of those students. Okay. Because those students, they are also having disability like me. So I don't need to. It was going to be easy in that way. Okay. That All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Mustafa. We'll see how to best facilitate that process. Okay. Thanks. Right, thanks for calling Kathy. in. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. Butan and Rosebank. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to Kagso. Hey, good morning. Couple of questions. The laptop uh, tender, which is taking forever, uh, with an understanding that uh, ANC people are fighting for this tender. Why are you putting the laptops on tender? Why can't the money be disbursed to a, a, a particular university and ask that student, whoever qualifies for a laptop, to get three quotations, and then after that, the university paid directly to that uh, organization or to that shop. That's the first question. The second question is that 1.5 billion that has been lost by individual, individual person in KZN, you guys, you did not even make sure that there are control in place to protect those assets. Thirdly, 50 billion, you conceal it from AG. You didn't disclose that. Okay? You must explain why. And, and fourthly, the rollover, roll 6 billion, you are unable to account for that. You are unable to say, what is it that money was used for? When is NEFSAS going to account for that? And lastly, you don't have infrastructure. You are not fit for purpose. There's no need for the, for the NEFSAS. You are just there to loot money and to frustrate the students and to, 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 to employ the yellow uh, communists there. It is disappointing to see what you are doing there. And, Kathy, they don't even have an IT. It is deliberate. For them to steal money there. And please answer this specific. Don't tell us about helicopters and machine and cars. 
Tell us what happened with all those monies. Okay. Butana, just hang 10 for me. Uh, Kakisho, I'm going to go to a quick break. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond to Butana's questions after this. Kathy Mosasana on SAFM. It's 10 minutes before 11 o'clock. We're in conversation with the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. Kariso Mamabulo is the spokesperson for that organization. I'm taking uh, your calls and your WhatsApp voice notes. I'm going to be uh, going to the WhatsApp line in a moment. But Butana, asking a number of questions uh, to Kariso. Kariso, you can go for it. Thank you. You know, the, the, the achievement of NESFAS in terms of providing loans and bazaars, those are remarkable, Kathy. And they represent actually success in terms of government redress agenda. <clears throat> it is also an example of best practice in Africa as a whole. Um, that's where we're providing our skills and best practice. So the performance of NESFAS in achieving the goal, as I said, is remarkable. In, in 1999, for example, Kathy, we, we had only 441 million. And we assisted about 29,000 students. To date, we have assisted over as of 2019. We have funded, and these are students that have gone through the scheme as of last, last year. I mean, 2019, this is 800,000 students. So I'm just starting to address Bhutana's non-relevance of NASFAS. But in a greater scheme of things, we have over 3.7 million students that today are who they are because of, of the scheme and its own challenges. And when we come to the laptop tender, which he mentioned, um, NASFA started piloting <coughs> the assistive devices program uh, two years prior to, to, to today. And um, that assistive device program was actually piloted with UNISA, where UNISA students could purchase, uh, could convert their book allowance into, so NASFAS will allocate a book allowance and a student will decide whether to purchase books or to purchase um, a laptop. And that pilot went very well. However, the, when the, uh, the COVID-19 hit the higher education institution, there was a need to roll out laptops. However, some institutions were not ready. With, with Bhutan's suggestion, it would not have been feasible for other institutions. Other institutions like uh, VETS, like uh, UCT, University of Limpopo, moved quickly to procure the laptops and NASFAS would come in later and pay that money or to either augment uh, the laptop. So the system of NASFAS doing its own laptop purchase process is also to help institutions that don't have infrastructure because not all institutions are the same. The 1.5 billion by individual students, I'm not aware of that, uh, but what I'm aware of, it's 1.4 million of a student uh, who was at Walter Sisulu. And and that's a criminal matter. And is also an an issue which was then found to have happened outside NESFAS. And NESFAS was found to have paid that particular student 1,400 which went to the university. And, and the university, with its third-party facilitator, uh, then there was that amount of money credited towards the students. The 50 billion uh, that was 
uh, not disclosed. I mean, I've I've spoken about that process um, in terms of um, how information get disclosed um, at NASMAS. But I think what to mention now, this, this is an opportunity for us to say, in in response to COVID nineteen pandemic, you know, um, NASMAS had to uh, do things. One of the things that we had to do, we had to continue paying allowances to students um, that were. We were at home, um, but we had to continue uh, funding them. The other thing prior to that is that when uh, fee-free education was announced, uh, Kathy, it, it had to be implemented immediately. And that caused a significant strain into the system. And one of the things that has led to even some of the students um, having challenges with our student was that NESFA's uh, funding was applied with a cap, meaning uh, money was allocated to a student up to a certain amount. And um, through that process, that amount that was above the cap has created a lot of uh, unexpected, or what I can say, there was a contingent liability where we then have more, we have committed to students more than the money that we, we have. And, and that, was, that money had to be quantified and to be processed later to find out what actually did we pay to the students. And, 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 and some of those uh, disclosures led to, be, to, billions, to billions of rents. Okay. Again, um, there was a last question about six billion. Uh, Kakesho, I'm going to ask you if you can just try yeah. and speed up the pace at which you're answering because there are still a few more questions and call us to get to, please. Okay, we can we can go to to the callers. Okay, so I've I've received quite a number of questions from people who are asking about um, the appeal process, uh, saying that the website seems to be down and they want to appeal um, different matters and outcomes when when it comes to NASFAS funding. So appeals process works in two ways. One, if you are a first entering student you will have a period of about 30 days to appeal as soon as you know your status and the the you will appeal online and if the website is down we when website is when the the, the portal is back we do factor those dates in um and when you are a returning student you are appealing you appeal at your financial aid institution the reason is we nesfas will not have information immediately available to determine what were the circumstances that prevented you from succeeding in your academic progression. So the university will sit together with the financial aid committee, includes SRC in that committee. Then they determine whether your reasons put forward are justifiable. And the committee will then agree and forward your names to NESFAS for funding if you are successful. So those that have been having problems with the appeal process, are you aware of any issues there? Yes, we are aware of the issues, especially those that are appearing online. Like I said, if, if for example, the website is down with two days or three days, uh, the portal, those three days will be factored in into those students that are affected. Gio from the Eastern Cape, welcome back online. I'm going to ask you just to keep it short for me. Go for it, Gio. Hello, Gio. Hello. Hi. Yes, Katie. I'm just giving Ms. Ma- Mr. Mamabolo something to write down because the time has already lapsed yes. for me. 
0802-082-642-1628. I want you to make sure you contact this so that we account next week about the productivity we will do, we'll do jointly. The case study referred will be Walter Cecil University, uh, uh, academic year 2018, prior done for in 2017. All right, that you. will give you the response on what you are facing right now in terms of the appeal process programs and other matters that related to accessibility of your systems. Okay. All right, Gio. Thank Thank, thanks, thanks. thanks for calling thanks. in. Hamilton in Whitbank, good morning. Good morning, Katie. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Very quickly, please, Ham- Hamilton. Thank you very much. Hey, I'm, I'm calling here in connection with NSPAS. Mr. Mabulu must help me. UJ's uh, students, yeah? mm. they can't register. They are blocked. And there is no help they get when they try to communicate with the university through email with calls. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not possible. And uh, not new students, first year students, final year students. I have one in particular here. I have particulars. Results were sent. The the student has passed. Must go to to do her final year. But the, Lena, the child is at home now, and no help, no communication. I, I don't know what is happening. There is also an email, at, uh, an NSPAS uh, email, uh, UJ. You send emails there, no one responds. Mm. It is just bad. Okay, all right. Hamilton, thanks for that. Garisho, very quickly, what can uh, he do? Yes, we are addressing the UJ issue. In fact, uh, yesterday we had meetings with UJ that we know a cohort of students that are studying Bachelor of Human Resource Management that are in their final year. And yesterday we have cleared from our side, we have cleared that block of students, but UJ is also doing its own investigation. But I think to give Hamilton comfort, they, we are aware of it and it's an issue that is receiving priority from our side. Yeah. Garisha, I think next time what would also help is that if you started off just with the areas that you've been experiencing problems so that it doesn't take all the listeners raising the issues for you to say, we have this issue here, we have that issue there, because yeah. it will give an opportunity for more people to be yeah. able to, you know, to, to be able to actually ask you about more complex matters that they may mm. need to have resolved with, with the, the student financial aid scheme. Absolutely. I appreciate getting Karisho Mamabolo is a spokesperson for the National Student Financial Aid Scheme. It's 11 o'clock. Utilisako has your latest news.